0: What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. And we hope everybody hears this episode having had a wonderful Christmas holiday uh, or a happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, we hope that you are having a joyful Kwanzaa. As we record this show, uh, the holiday season is come. We've, we're we now just basically waiting. We're in that weird period between Christmas and New Year's where nobody seems to know really what what's going on. Uh, I'm not at work right now, so I have no idea what day of the week it is. Um, it's just sort of hard to keep track of things. But soon it'll be New Year's and we'll go back on January 2nd. We We go back to work and everything is back to normal again. And we start 2018 looking strong. But as we are winding down 2017, one thing that we know for certain now at last is that your Miami football Dolphins will not be taking part in the NFL playoffs this season, having fallen on the road to the Kansas City Chiefs 29-13 to in a game that was just, I guess, like the perfect summation of the Miami Dolphins football season this year, Brain. The offense was clicking at times, but couldn't seem to find the end zone for most of the game. They were having all kinds of mental mistakes, a lot of penalties, um, and they just couldn't seem to get out of their own way. The defense in particular had a really tough time, and ultimately, the Dolphins found themselves losing by 16 points to the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that is now the champions of the AFC West and who will be heading into the playoffs to host a playoff game, while the Dolphins now look ahead to their final game of the regular season and... All really they can do is look back at this 2017 season and look at all of the things that have gone wrong for them. Now we're going to save most of that for next week as uh, after this Buffalo game is over this weekend. We'll do our full season recap and sort of do a post on the season where we really talk, you know, sort of once we've now got a full season to look at, we can then sort of figure out what the lessons that we've learned are along the way. But uh, this was a disappointing performance from the Miami Dolphins. Yet another one on the road this year. And the Dolphins now see their record drop to 6-8. and eight. And as they go into their final game of the season, it's, they're going to try their best to get to 7-9. and nine. And we'll see whether or not they can do it. A disappointing game for the, the Dolphins. And I guess the biggest, the biggest takeaway is this was a team that was 0-8 on third downs. In this game, and that's just not a formula for success in the National Football League. Brain, I know you didn't get an opportunity to, to even watch this game in its entirety, and
1: so disappointed that I didn't get to yeah, watch I'm this sure, game.
0: I'm sure you were disappointed uh, to uh, not spend your Christmas Eve afternoon watching this football game. It was uh, it was not a pleasant one. To, to I, watch.
1: I spent I spent five hours of my Christmas Eve stirring a pot of arequipe which if you don't know what that is that's uh that's the colombian version of dulce de leche it's basically like a caramel and you get this big pot and you got like you know a bunch of milk and a bunch of sugar you know and a little bit of like i don't know it's like rice flour or whatever and you're just you're cooking it and you're stirring it for five hours and that was infinitely more entertaining than any Dolphins game that I've watched all year long.
0: Yeah, I, I, it certainly sounds like it. Brandon, I'm going to give you a few key stats and you, you tell me what you think. Kansas City was 8 of 16 on third down while the Dolphins were 0 for 8. Kansas City, Same ran, old Dolphins. Kansas City ran 74 plays on offense to the Dolphins 54. Same old Dolphins. The Kansas City Chiefs had five penalties for 40 yards. The Miami Dolphins had 11 penalties for 75 yards. Adam Gase's Dolphins. The Kansas City Chiefs had the football for 37 minutes, 53 seconds. The Miami Dolphins had the ball for 22 minutes and seven seconds. Yep, that's that's bad. That's not a good formula. The Kansas City Chiefs who were not a great run defense, allowed 59 yards on the ground to the Miami Dolphins.
1: Oh, of course. That's so same old Dolphins.
0: And, uh, well, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs only had 103 yards on the ground, which is pretty good, you would think, for the Dolphins. But that's sort of like the one stat where you look at it and you go, okay, well, that's, that's not too bad. So okay. anyway, this was a terrible <laughs> performance from the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. This was, a, this was the Dolphins were moving the football pretty well at times, but they just had a couple of bad Are we turnovers. we really going to sit
1: here and say, oh, this isn't that terrible. I mean, they, with their season on the line in a must win game, they lost by 16.
0: Right. And they lost by 16 points to a team that is better than them. And right. I think, I think that's all there is to say about that. Okay,
1: but I mean, they the majority of games in this league come down to the, you know, either the final possession or the, you know, you know, the majority of the games are within a touchdown, 10 points. They lost by 16. It's not
0: like this was a close game. No, I mean, they were hanging around in this game. I mean, at they half they hung around predictably as I as I predicted and I don't need to
1: watch the game to know that this is what the Dolphins were going to do, that they were going to they're going to hang around for a half and at some point in the second half the Chiefs were going to
0: take over and that's what happened. Well, I mean not really. It was 20 to 13 at halftime. Dolphins didn't score at all in the second half and the Chiefs were were held to only were to held to three field goals in the second half. So I mean It wasn't a complete failure from the Dolphins, but I mean... No, but it was a failure. But it absolutely was a failure. You're right. And so the Dolphins find themselves coming up just short. uh, And, you know, I think the the one sort of takeaway that I I guess you could say was pretty good in this game was it looked like Devontae Parker may have finally decided to show up. For the first time, he actually went up for a pass and... And fought a ball away from two defenders. Now, I can't remember whether or not that was the play that was called back because of an offensive hold. Oh, that's those same old Dolphins. But regardless, it was kind of nice to see him step up. But as you sort of said in the preview, even if he does have a good game here and a good game at home against Buffalo in the final week, it's just a couple of games. And until he does it for an extended period of time, you know, you you don't want to read too much into it. Uh, But it was just sort of nice to see. Yeah, it's
1: good to see. And what it means is, is that the potential is still there and you want him to play well because he is potentially a big part of what the Dolphins want to be in the future. Um, That said, I don't believe there's anything that he could do. There's nothing that he did in this game and there's nothing that he could do next week that is going to make him a reliable piece that you can count on for the future at this juncture.
0: Certainly not. Yeah, certainly I wouldn't I wouldn't put Devonte Parker down as a guy I am counting on moving into the 2018 Miami Dolphins season. But he's probably somebody that's going to be around and as reports are Sort of starting to circle. People are starting to have their doubts as to whether or not Jarvis Landry is actually going to want to stick around for 2018. We're not going to worry about that now. We've got plenty of time. to what, what was that?
1: What uh, was that? That that's to me the most interesting thing that came out of this was a supposedly like he was him and Gase had some shouting match on the sidelines.
0: I I honestly didn't see that. Uh, I was watching the game on a very spotty wireless connection slinging into my home television. So I, I, I may have missed that We're really that great at this. We
1: did, we're doing a dolphin podcast. a fantastic podcast.
0: recap here.
1: I didn't watch the game and you watched the game on such a small TV that you don't really know what happened.
0: No, no, no. I know exactly what happened. I was just watching it on spotty Wi-Fi and if that fight happened on the sideline, I missed it. At any rate... This is why we're the best. This is we're why we're as the best. Mediocre the as the Dolphins. Well listen, if you're gonna do a Dolphins podcast, you might as well be mediocre, right? That's true. You don't want to be better than the team that you're covering.
1: Unless you do a unless you do like a Browns podcast. Oh, well then you never win. Right, right. Well, I mean, if you do a Browns podcast,
0: you have to be better than the team that you covering. Yeah, you're I mean, it's pretty much, yeah, you pretty much would have to be at that point. At any rate, this was. Uh, that's the solace that I
1: take as a Dolphins fan. This was a tough exactly. loss. They really, were, we're we're better than the Browns. That's a, it's the only team that I could look at in the league and say, eh, at least we're not them.
0: That's true. I I think that's probably the only team that I would say that about in the NFL. At least we're not the Browns. Um, this was a tough loss for the Dolphins, particularly because. Just about everything else that this team needed to happen in order to make their slim playoff hopes a reality um, seemed um happened. Tennessee, or I'm sorry, no, Tennessee did not end up losing to the, yes, they did. Tennessee did end up losing to the Rams. Buffalo did end up losing to the Patriots. The only thing that didn't happen was uh the Chargers dropping their game. So, but it was, so it was a good week for the Dolphins in that regard, but as is sort of always the case with the Miami Dolphins, they couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. They fall now to a 6-9 with one game remaining, a home game against the Buffalo Bills. The Dolphins now officially out of the playoff race. Now the Bills still in the playoff race. Uh, sitting at 9-7, and seven, they have an identical record to the San Diego Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens. I think as well as the Tennessee Titans, but as it stands right now, Buffalo needs either San Diego or Tennessee, or I'm sorry, either San Diego or Baltimore to drop their last game of the season. And the Bills need to beat the Dolphins to break what has been a two decade long drought from the NFL playoffs for the Buffalo Bills. And as you mentioned in your Kansas City preview show, your prediction was that there would be nothing more same old Dolphins than for the Dolphins to lose a game that would see them eliminated from the playoffs, only then to come home in a meaningless game and spoil somebody else's playoff chances. And that's basically what the Dolphins have to play for in this final game of the season, a home game against the Buffalo Bills. Unless, Brain, you can tell me something else that The Dolphins have to play for sure. As you mentioned in your Kansas City preview, all of these guys are playing for jobs, whether they're playing for jobs next year in Miami or playing for jobs with some other team in the NFL. These guys are playing for something in that regard. But the Dolphins now with no playoff chances at all are just going to go out there and play out the season in this final meaningless home game. What... Is there for the Dolphin fan, the jaded, cynical, beaten down Miami Dolphin fan? What is there to look forward to in this game against the Buffalo Bills?
1: Well, first we have to talk about, you know, there's two different Dolphin fans. There's, you know, the Dolphin fan like me, the cynical, jaded Dolphin fan that is going to go into this game and hope that we lose because... You know, for two reasons at this point. One, uh, you know, it could be the difference between four or five draft picks. Uh, And two, I think it goes a long way towards the way that the team is viewed at the end of the season between Stephen Ross and Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, if they go six and ten versus if they go seven and nine, really it's just one game. But if you look at it and you say, well, they're seven and nine, you start doing that, that math of, you know, how many games did we lose because Jay Cutler was our quarterback instead of Ryan Tannehill? And then you start convincing yourself that you were really closer than, than you, than you are, despite the fact that we were fourth in the league at this point in uh or fourth worst in the league in this point in point differential, which would tell you that we're one of the five worst teams in football. In spite of a record that has us kind of in the middle of the pack, um, yet this team has a chance to go seven and nine, and that kind of changes the way that you look at it. But if you end the season on a on a three-game losing streak where you lose two out of three to a team that's in your division that you were supposed to be better than. Uh, I think, you know, you start looking at it a little bit differently. You start looking at it a little bit more critically. Um, and that's why I think this team still needs to lose. I mean, really what we're talking about is look, they, they beat a Denver team that was absolutely reeling and played as bad as anybody could play in a football game. And the Dolphins played their Super Bowl of the season against the New England Patriots. And they played their best game of the year. Every single guy on the team got up for that game. And the Patriots still played really poorly. And that's what it took for the Dolphins to win that game. But if the Patriots don't lay an egg in that game, and look, I I understand, like, you know, things happen. It's the NFL, and you can't always make this you know, assessment. But if the Patriots don't lay an egg, because the Patriots should beat the dolphins just about every time they step on the field, then the dolphins are five and nine and they could legitimately be five and 11. And there's nobody that's going to argue that they're not one of the five worst teams in the league yet. Here we are. If they win this game against Buffalo and I get the feeling that they're going to do it, uh, you know, then they're going to go in next year, and the the idea is going to be Adam Gase uh, needs to avoid being on the hot seat. Mike Tannenbaum probably goes into the season on the hot seat, meaning he's in job saving mode. Meaning the entire franchise is back into win now mode. We absolutely have to win. We have to make the playoffs so that we can save our jobs. That shouldn't be the goal to make the playoffs next year. The goal should be to to win championships three, four years down the line. But I digress. That's one Dolphin fan. That's how I look at it. I'm looking forward to the Dolphins losing. That's what I want to happen. Uh, But if you're a positive fan, and even if you're a negative fan, there are some things that you do want to see you want to see the team trying. You don't want to see them go out and lose 40 to nothing because that would tell you that Adam Gase has lost the locker room. And granted it's the last game of the season. And just because he loses the locker room this year does not mean that that will necessarily carry over to next year, but it's not a good sign. And what I'll give Adam Gase so far is that, It doesn't appear that he's lost the locker room. The fact that they did get up for the game against Denver after losing five in a row, the fact that they got up for the Patriots game and they played as hard as they did to win that Patriots game, that showed a lot of fight. The fact that two weeks ago against Buffalo, they were getting dominated and they managed to come back and almost you know, made a game out of it. Well, they, I mean, they did. It came down to an onside kick at the end of the game. They've shown that there's still fight in them and that's a good thing. And you want to see that. Um, and then it comes down to the same thing that I said going into last week's game, which is you want to see the young players play. Well, you want to see this offensive line continue to gel uh, and play. Well, you want to see uh, Devonte Parker play. Uh, continue to play well. I I think one thing that we kind of didn't go over, Jakeem Grant last week in the the Chiefs game, a big game. And this is now a few games in a row where Jakeem Grant has been a relatively big part of the offense. And that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it was amazing
0: that Jakeem Grant finally turned a Dolphins screen pass into a big play, 61-yard touchdown. But see, that's what
1: Jakeem Grant is supposed to be. And he has been that more and more. And I wonder, and, and this is where I think, I don't know if they're phasing Jarvis Landry out maybe, if that's what happened in this game and that's what Jarvis Landry was upset about um, or or what. Or they're trying to get a look at Jakeem Grant in Jarvis Landry's role because at the end of the day, if Jakeem Grant can give you 80% of Jarvis Landry at 10% of the cost, that is really good economics and it makes a lot of sense. Now... I don't know that that necessarily makes you a better team. It's what you do with that money that you save. If that's the route that you go, but I think, all right, let's, let's continue to see Jakeem grants evolution into being not just a special teams guy, but, a but a viable part of this offense, because if he is, Well, that gives the Dolphins a little bit more options as far as what they want to do at receiver going forward. And then, of course, there's the linebackers and the defensive backs. As I've said, Um, at this point, I would say pretty safely at this point, the Jay Cutler experiment at this point, it's a total failure. The guy just... Oh, absolutely. I I think think on Sunday we
0: see Jay Cutler in a Dolphin uniform for the final time. And I don't think there's any any good reason to bring him back. I really don't. I I, I mean, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money to bring him back and have him sit as Ryan Tannehill's backup. And, um, if you read, uh, either of the pieces that were put out today, uh, the, the Armando Salguero piece talking about how Adam Gase is following Tony Sperano's career arc at the moment, or, um, the Dave Hyde piece in the Sun Sentinel about how just a, pretty much every single move the Dolphins made this past offseason, uh, failed. And one of the biggest things was that the Dolphins are not looking forward when it comes to the quarterback position. The things that good, the thing that good teams do is when they have a veteran quarterback fall down, they've got somebody young, a future guy, on the bench to bring in so that they can give that guy some experience. The dolphins don't have that. Listen, if Ryan Tannehill, who's now, and we'll we'll talk more about this next week as we do our season post-mort, but if Ryan Tannehill goes down and now he's gone down two seasons in a row, he's now a question mark health wise until he can prove that he can get through a whole season healthy. Uh, you want to have whoever the next guy up is going to be. And it's quite obvious that if you're talking about building a franchise that's going to eventually win and win year in and year out, Matt Moore's not that guy and Jay Cutler most definitely isn't that guy. So if I'm the Dolphins, the move to make is to bring in a young quarterback, draft a quarterback, bring him in and start getting that guy ready so that if Ryan Tannehill should go down You've got the next potential guy to be your career, to be your franchise quarterback on deck, whoever that might be. It's time to start looking forward beyond just the guy who's in that position now. Look at what the Patriots did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Granted, eventually it became a situation where. It just, they couldn't maintain keeping Jimmy Garoppolo because he had had the opportunity to prove himself as a starting quarterback and and the demand became very high for him. Plus he was going to be asking for quite a bit of money. And, you know, it was a situation where whether you want to say this is a problem or not, I, I wouldn't probably wouldn't call it a problem, but Tom Brady has proven to be, has proven to be uh, quite good for a long period of time. And he's got a lot more longevity than perhaps anybody suspected.
1: It's got to be the understatement of the year. Tom Brady has proven to be quite good.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, but he he's, but he's continued to be good and he hasn't really declined at a rapid rate. He hasn't sort of fallen off that cliff that Peyton Manning did late in his career. And so the Patriots eventually had to get rid of that guy, but they had him. They had that Jimmy... Garoppolo there, and they had Jacoby Brissett there as well for a while. They had two guys that were ready to step in and be next, while the Dolphins have zero. I mean, right now, this season, it's been, Tannehill went down, and then you had Matt Moore and David Fales. And, you know, at this point, we can, I think, pretty confidently say David Fales is never going to be a number one franchise quarterback for anybody in the National Football League. And if he is, God help that poor organization.
1: So, well, this is what happens when yeah so, you consistently in, in short, go in. The with, Jay
0: Cutler era is over after this upcoming Sunday against Buffalo. Right.
1: So, I mean, and the and then there's Julius Thomas. Are you going to bring? Are you going to bring him back? No. You know. So these are the decisions that need to be made, and those are the. Pl- players, um, you know, Lawrence Timmons, you know, are they going to bring Lawrence Timmons back? Um, obviously we know Kiko Alonzo is going to be back. Um, there's, there's decisions to be made and they're not going to have a lot of cap space. So they're going to need to make tough decisions in the off season. And this week is kind of your last look at, you know, whether it's the veteran guys that you're making the decisions on whether you or not you want to keep them because they, you know, earn it or they don't earn it, or the young guys who could potentially be replacing those guys, you know, your Charles Harris's of the world, your Vincent Taylor's, your Devon Godchow's. What about your
0: AJ Derby's?
1: Your your A.J. Derby's.
0: A.J. Derby was a guy that they were forcing the ball to quite a lot in this Kansas City game. He ultimately, I think, ended up with like one reception uh, for maybe 10 yards, but they were feeding him the ball a lot. And it was obvious that here's this guy that they just acquired in the last few weeks from Denver, and they wanted to see what he could do. And they tried forcing him the ball quite a bit, and it ultimately didn't really work out very well. But maybe... This is another one of those guys who's going to be the next guy up. Because look, Julius Thomas is quite clearly not the answer at tight end for the Dolphins. Um, I think Fasano is a nice player, but he's nothing. He's, you know, no great shakes or anything like that. And he's getting to be pretty well on in his career that, and I think you got to look at a guy like AJ Derby now and see if, if, if he can be a strong solution for you at tight end. Or maybe you need to draft tight end. Or maybe you need to draft a tight end or, or, or something along those lines. I wouldn't be opposed to the Dolphins drafting a whole lot of players, but the big thing is they need to draft a quarterback. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. If you haven't read Dave Hyde's column, it came out on the 27th. It's a, a very good column in the Sun Sentinel about how basically every move the Dolphins made this past offseason uh, went wrong. And they got just about nothing right. And any even the things that did work out well for them came at, at at a cost. You know, they finally did find out that Kenyon Drake was this great running back. But in order to do that, they had to get rid of Jay Ajayi. As opposed to having Jay Ajayi and Kenyon Drake be the one-two punch in your backfield. So anyway, I recommend that piece a lot. Um, and bringing it back, Brain tell us more about what the positive dolphin fan is going to be looking at going into this game against Buffalo.
1: Well, I mean that the pot, there's not a whole lot positive. The, the positive dolphin fan is looking for something is looking for a reason to be positive. So you're looking for the dolphins to play hard. You're looking for the dolphins to win because it quote unquote, it feels good when your team wins.
0: Wait a minute. Yeah, can't, well, you gotta, you can't avoid the obvious here. It would be great to be the spoiler and to make sure the Bills don't go to the playoffs. Who gives a crap? I do,
1: because... Why? Why? Like, why does that matter? Because fuck the Bills! You're Because you're sitting here telling me, telling everybody, that the most important thing the Dolphins need to do is draft a quarterback.
0: Well, it's not the and most important thing that they need to do, but it is an important thing they need the, to do.
1: You, you literally just said, like two minutes ago, the most important thing is that they need to draft a quarterback. They do need to draft a quarterback. I'm not going to lie. Okay, well, if it comes to drafting a quarterback and you've got a top 10 pick, you may have a chance to get a really good quarterback. And if you win this game... And you and you drop three or four picks in the draft, you may lose that chance of drafting a quarterback. So that the Bills don't make the playoffs. Who gives a crap? They're the Bills. If Here's, they make the play, if they make the who cares? I mean, I, honestly, Brian, you, you sat listen, here listen and you watched this. the New England Patriots win five Super Bowls. You care if the Bills make the playoffs? Here's the thing. Here we've the seen thing. the Jets we, make it to three AFC title games in the past 20 years since the last in, and the dolphins haven't been to an AFC title game in 25. And we're going to care if the bills make the playoffs. No, 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 no. That's the dumbest thing. That's the, that is so, so that is what the positive dolphin fan would like
0: to see. (laughs) Well, here, here's the thing, right? And, and I've talked to you about this at length. You've got the logical, smart, intelligent, consequence minded dolphin fan, right? And, and that is absolutely a part of my brain, right? And, and I look at it and I go and, and I get it. And I think, okay, great. It would be fantastic if the dolphins would lose this game. When the dolphins were beating up the Patriots, that was, there was part of my brain that was going, God, why are we winning this game? Why, don't we, why, why do we have to play really well against the Patriots? Why do we have to beat them when it'd be so easy to lose? If, why do we have to do this thing where we suddenly play really well and win? But the other side of it is, as a person who is sitting and watching this team week in and week out, at the end of the day, you like to sit out and watch the team win. In the moment, you always like to see the team win you know and and that is always what happens even if the dolphins were you know the worst uh, ready to, playing for the worst record in the league it's really difficult as somebody who is a competitor in the heat of the moment to sit there and be actively cheering for the team to lose with every fiber of my being there is always part of me No matter how much I know it is ultimately helpful for the team to lose, there is always part of me that, when I sit down and watch the Dolphins, wants them to come out of that game victorious. That's always the case. And since coming out of this game victorious might have an adverse effect on our ability to draft a great quarterback, it's a little bonus To see these horrible Buffalo Bills fans be disappointed. Because let me tell you, as somebody who has been to a Dolphins game at New Era Field, or whatever it's called now, in Buffalo, I can assure you that Buffalo Bills fans are among the worst people on the planet. And so it'd be nice for them to be disappointed, and and for the Dolphins to be the ones that disappointed them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. They'll be disappointed. I I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. But as as a Dolphin fan who's perpetually disappointed, it's nice to see other people be disappointed too.
1: The Bills fans will be disappointed. Don't worry about it. The Bills will take care of you. I don't care if they make the play. First off, the Bills could beat us and still not make the playoffs.
0: That's true. And I'd be fine with that too. But I mean,
1: really... If if you would rather,
0: I mean, if you feel like... I'm not saying I would rather, I'm just saying in the heat of the moment when I'm watching the game, and remember, there are Dolphin fans who feel this way, there are Dolphin fans who knowing the oh, adverse I effects know. don't I believe care, I they know. always want to see the team win, regardless of what adverse effects that might have on the future, they always want to see the team win. And I and trust me, I went. I you you probably saw the exchanges that I had on Twitter where I asked people from this at same old Dolphins. I sent out the tweet. I was like somebody please tell me what the long term benefits are if the Dolphins somehow sneak into the playoffs at eight and eight.
1: I know they feels good to win. That's that's what they say. It feels
0: good to win. Great. But nobody nobody could answer. But when I sat down, nobody gave me an answer anyway that I was really walked away and going, okay, yes, that is a viable long-term benefit for this team. Nobody I was able to you,
1: I me. could give you, I could make an argument for it. But well, I, nobody
0: did, nobody did to I don't me want that, to. in a way that convinced me. But the fact of the matter was, I still sat down and watched that game against Kansas City and was like, all right, Dolphins, let's make the playoffs. Because ultimately. I just want to see my team win. And and,
1: and this is where and, it happens. And I, I to, what did I do on Christmas Eve? You were drinking sweet potato beer. Drinking sweet potato beer, stirring a pot of arte Kipe for five hours, and having a much better time than any
0: Dolphin fan watching that game. God bless America. Brain, we've got one more game left this season for the Miami Dolphins, and we've got one more show. Uh, as far as our regular schedule is concerned. After this game is over, after the Dolphins play the Bills this week, we'll do a wrap-up show early next week. And that is going to conclude our regular release schedule. However, it's not going to be the end of the same old Dolphin show. We'll be with you here and there throughout the offseason. Anytime there is a particularly impactful transaction or departure or arrival, we'll uh, try to pop in and do a quick show for you. We're talk uh, we'll, about the
1: draft we'll, a little bit We'll, we'll maybe. probably
0: get we'll probably do a show shortly before the draft to talk about what we should expect uh from the Dolphins in the draft. Maybe we'll do a show right before the draft and then maybe we'll do a little one right after the draft. So we'll be with you here and there um, in the off season before we start up our regular schedule again uh, towards the end of training camp next season. So it's been a fun ride and we thank you for everybody that's been along with us, but we got one more regular season show left before we get to that point though, brain, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? On Twitter at Aaron the Brain, and you can find me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. You should also be following the show at Same Old Dolphins. Follow Bad Bruno; they're the uh, the awesome band that gives us our awesome fight song, the punk rock version of the Dolphins fight song. At Bad Bruno Punk, you can download, rate, review, and subscribe to the Same Old Dolphins show on iTunes. Just do a search for Same Old Dolphins. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, like us, comment, leave a review. Uh, We always want to hear what you have to say and uh, tell us what you've thought of the show over the course of this first year of the same old Dolphins show. And then as we go into the offseason, we can make a lot of improvements for you, hopefully, and come back with a much better show for 2018 as we come back with a much better Miami Dolphins team. Knock on wood. That's the band. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. We're going to hope. We're going to hope for the best. That's what we always do. And then we're always disappointed because these are, in fact, the same old Dolphins. We will be back next week after the Dolphins conclude their regular season with a home game against the Buffalo Bills. We'll be back to wrap it up for Aaron the Brain. This is Amplified to Rock. This is Josh. We will talk to you again next time. Bye bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!